Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Now, you know the Eurovision, remember that? Came back after a bit of a COVID break. It was an absolute amazing Eurovision this year. I really enjoyed it, although we didn't get through the semi-final as per usual, unfortunately. Uh, even though it was a good song, but uh, ah, do you remember? A great song. Yeah, Brooke it was really good. Uh, Kalush Orchestra from the Ukraine were the winners. <laughs> What a bop. It was the winner. It was. Uh, but the UK entry uh, definitely made people sit up and notice because that came second and it was uh, by a chap that we had on this very show. Very yeah. nice guy. Sam Ryder, the TikTok bearded Viking singer guy, did a song called Spaceman. I'm up in finished second behind the mm. Ukraine. Well, there's been a lot of debate and concern about whether or not it could or should happen, but next year's Eurovision won't be happening in the winning country for the first time since 1979. For obvious reasons, the European Broadcasting Union have announced the 2023 Eurovision will take place somewhere in the UK because they came second. But where and who will host? We're joined now by Scott Reid, who is a Eurovision super fan and journalist. Hello, Scott. Hello, lads. How are you? Now, you're based, I know, across Glasgow and London. So yeah. you would be happy with either of those options. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's less of a commute. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be a big fan of it being Glasgow because it's basically 10 minutes away from where I am right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> what would that location be? What would the venue be? So they've got the uh, Hydro in Glasgow, um, mm. which was actually, if you remember the Netflix movie, it's actually the, the venue that you see. Um, them all racing to. Um, so it's got that sort of emotional tie for Eurovision fans as well. Oh, this was the like, Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, they all race to the Hydro. Yes, 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 I remember it's that. It's got yeah. like a good like 14,000 capacity. It's probably not in a bad spot to host it. And Glasgow has like hosted COP26 and things like that recently as well. So it's been with a decent show. But it's never hosted the Eurovision before, as Edinburgh has, I believe, has it? Edinburgh hosted the Eurovision many, many years ago. Um, I think like the, the contest has changed hugely since, mm. uh, and they're probably looking for a bigger venue these days. Mm. So I don't think Edinburgh's in the running this time. How about Belfast? Would that qualify? Could could it be possible that maybe on the island of Ireland we could have a Eurovision? So Belfast's in the mix alongside a lot of cities. It's just fair to say that there's a lot of interest. Um, but I'm just looking at the odds there. I think they're like six or six favourites. So um, I think that your lead ones at the moment are basically Glasgow, uh, Manchester and London. But Belfast's in the mix alongside a lot of others. If we slip you a few fivers, can you can you do something? Can you talk to the right people, Scott? Had, had I that influence? Because <laughs> I think Belfast will be perfect because it's kind of equidistant between you and us. And we could just, yeah. you know, you can head over from Glasgow. We'll head up from Dublin. Oh, you're going to get into all backstop conversations now, German. <laughs> who's coming in where and who needs a passport and all the rest. Uh, let's have a listen to Sam Ryder, actually, because he was talking about the fact that obviously it won't be in Ukraine and it will be in the UK somewhere. And this was how, what he had to say this week. It's Ukraine's party. We're just inviting them to throw it at our house. Um, I know how much it meant to Kalush and the Ukrainian delegation that Eurovision would be held at home in Ukraine next year. And I'm not the only one whose heart is heavy knowing that that can't be the case at this moment in time. But what I would love to say to anyone watching this from Ukraine 
is that we know how to throw a party here in the UK. And our excitement is outshone only by our focus on that one sole objective, to hold space and be on hand to help wherever needed to host an event that celebrates Ukrainian culture, history and music and to stand in solidarity with the rest of the globe shining a unified light. So do you think then, Scott, that even though it would be in the UK and obviously traditionally the host country would use it as a way to shine its light on its home country and and everything, its own culture, that this would actually be a Ukrainian-focused Eurovision but held in the UK? Yeah, I mean, it's a massive shame that Ukraine can't host is obviously the first thing to say beyond like going into the excitement of the UK having it. But I mean, I think the BBC has already said that there will be Ukrainian influences alongside British influences at the at the contest. Mm. So um, it does sound like, and I, I, from all the sort of soundings you hear from the UK government, they'd be keen on that as well. So it sounds like um, there will be a Ukrainian influence, and I believe Ukraine are going straight through to the final instead of having to go for the semis, um, as you would traditionally do, yeah, as yeah. you host it. So I think there's, there's been a degree of, like, a lot of understanding that Ukraine would have loved to host this, that it's not viable, but that it would be great to get, you know, Ukrainian influence in there and just, you know, make them feel they are part of it. In terms of the presenters on the night, will they be Ukrainian or British or maybe a mixture of both? See, that's a, that's a good question. Um, that is... I honestly don't know who they are considering. I know there's been a lot of chat within the Eurovision sort of fan community in, in regards to like having a combination. So you could have like a British host and a Ukrainian host. Um, that's obviously a possibility, but I suppose that's going to come down to like, we don't know what the world's going to look like um, by, this, by the time next year that we yeah, do this. Yeah, May 2023, so, yeah. Well, yeah, some so people have, su- have suggested that maybe it would be Graham Norton uh, who's Irish, which would just <laughs> confuse things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been done before, because, like, Graham Norton obviously does the commentary for the BBC, um, mm. but Terry Wogan, when the UK last hosted, like, jumped between his commentary box and going on stage. Yeah, he did, so, yeah. It, it's, it's been done before, so it's not impossible. Like, if you've got, because obviously you've often got, like, two or three hosts, um, if Graham Norton doesn't need to be on the stage all the time, there's no reason why he couldn't between the, the two again. Nah, we'd miss him though in the commentary box much as we'd miss Marty here does the Irish coverage. You just need yeah. that. You need that voice. Yeah. Scott Reid, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure we'll catch up again as more news about this breaks but thanks for talking to us today. No problem. Thanks very much. All the best. See you, See Scott. Scott. Bye-bye. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today.